0: Welcome to Creepypots, the Creepypots of Podcast. I'm Jeff Kowalski. I host the show. Uh, It's another another hangover episode, because I'm recording two in a row. I'm here in beautiful Queens, New York, uh, with my friends Leah and Chris uh who I'll introduce momentarily. That wasn't their introduction. Uh in their apartment. Uh we had a holiday party last night. Um we all overindulged in food and drink. Um and well, except Chris who feels great because he's a monster. Uh and now we're sitting here while uh Leah and I convalesce and Chris does uh schoolwork because he is an important businessman. Uh so Now we're going to talk about this story I have with me Leah Patterson. Hi. And Chris Lubinello. Hello. Is convalesce the right word for when you're just kind of moaning while you're sick and getting better?
1: It sure is.
0: Okay. Cool. Uh So this story is sort of related to the last story. A lot of people have sent this one. Uh, I know it came in that big packet of stories that Didj sent. Uh, I know past guest uh, Tara Hansen recommended it. Uh, I think somebody posted it on the Facebook group, which you can find. It's called Creepypods, the fan group. Please join. I'll uh, I'll let you in and we can talk about horror things. Um, uh, I feel like some of the people in there might be like weird teams uh, which is fun because I'm, uh, I'm an old person now and have no idea how to interact with teenagers. And when I have to interact with teenagers, I'm left baffled by the subtle idiosyncrasies of their behavior that are unfamiliar to me. <laughs> uh... So that's all, that's been fun. It's been fun doing a show that seems to be primarily uh, consumed by young people. Uh, People like 10 or more years younger than I am. Uh, But that's the danger. Well, danger. That's a thing that will happen when you host a show about creepy pastas. But don't, don't host a show about creepy pastas. That's my job. (laughs) I do that. Step off. Uh, So anyway, this story is is the one man hide and seek? Leah, please tell us about it.
2: Okay, so this is um, similar, I think, to yeah. Let me pull it up. This is similar, I think, to a lot of um, online games. I guess they're games that have become really yeah. popular, or they become popular like maybe once or twice a year among like teens. They get passed around in like little like text images on Instagram and stuff. Um, but this specific one is a ritual that you're supposed to use for contacting the dead and it's where you summon a spirit by offering a doll instead of a human which I guess is the normal way that you summon a spirit because they, they make that clear a few times like this is like the same as the other way but you're using a doll <laughs> like I don't know the other way so I guess it's true um, I don't know it, I mean it, there's, there's a lot of steps and there's a lot of rules definitely go and read it Um, but basically you're supposed to do some junk, use the specific doll, um, but... You know, so I'm in a spirit <laughs> I'm doing a really bad job of explaining That's this fine. The creepy level comes from the fact that while you are reading all of the steps and all of the rules There are tons of warnings that say don't stop in the middle Do not make one mistake or something terrible will happen Which I think is Yeah Really why it, why it can be read as a creepypasta rather than just a set of steps like the Bloody Mary
0: thing. Yeah, it's it's sort of like a really complex Bloody Mary. I think this one also came off of 2Chan, which is the uh, Japanese precursor to 4Chan. Uh, If you don't know what 4Chan is, it's the uh, very racist, but still uh, less racist precursor to 8Chan. If you don't know what 8Chan is, good, you're very lucky. I don't don't know know what 8Chan 8chan is. Uh, 8Chan is where a lot of Gamergate people (laughs) went After 4chan banned them, so that they could still continue to harass uh, Zoe Quinn for no reason. To our listeners,
1: Gamergate is stupid and
0: bad. Yeah, if you if you support Gamergate, pop off. <laughs> Zoe's cool, uh, cooler than you guys. Uh, yeah, uh, I want to craft. A, well, I get like. Mm, Less than 2,000 listeners an episode More than 1,000 uh, So if if it's anyone Out there who's doing anonymous Twitter harassing of uh, people on the internet mm-hmm. def- Knock it off Don't do that and stop listening to my show Because I don't want you as a fan If you
2: do that you're dumb and boring
0: <laughs> Yeah uh, yeah. my music isn't for white people <laughs> uh, I mean what uh, Was it ever Did Lauren Hill actually say that Or was that fake I think that was fake it was a thing in the 90s where this famous R&B star supposedly said in an interview that her music wasn't for white people. I mean, that's a good thing. That's totally yes.
2: fair. It's totally okay for people of color. Oh, and, yeah, but,
0: and, and I people hope white people get
1: really mad. Out. I it love was so funny. Mad at the idea that something isn't made specifically for them.
0: Yeah. Hey, white people, go fuck yourselves. Yeah, we're all white, though. We have to acknowledge that, well, too. I was, yeah, I was recently
2: um, in, like, a thread I was recently in a thread on Facebook where someone was like, I'm gonna make, like, a person of color version of this page, and they were like, so, like, add me, I'll add you to the group, and a bunch of white people were like, this sounds great, please add me so I can keep learning, and a bunch of, like, people of color were like, you just don't get it.
0: Um, Yeah, that's one of the unfortunate things, is the, uh, woke, uh, the, like, semi-woke white person who does not want to do any work to become, uh, sufficiently aware.
2: They want, want, the people of color to do the work Yeah,
0: them. they want other, like, whoever is in the marginalized group yeah. to teach them the ways. Uh, which is really annoying. Um, anyway, uh, <laughs> one person hiding and seek. listen, these two episodes are weird. It's fine. Um, the basic of the ritual is you get a doll full of rice. This uh, is not come full of rice. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, it probably could if you I'm bought sure it from like an Etsy. Which, yeah, it's got to have limbs. Just go on Etsy, type in. Uh <laughs> doll full of <laughs> limb, limb doll rice, and you'll get someone, some Etsy witch selling it to you. Uh, no, you get a doll with limbs, fill it full of rice, sew it shut with crimson thread, and then you hide it somewhere in your house. There's something to do with like a bathtub and salt water. Um, then you, the doll is supposed to come and find you, but it, does, or no, you go and find the doll first, and then the doll is it, and is supposed to come find you. Uh, and then you go and like spit on it, and it stops being haunted. <laughs> There's no indication anywhere in the instructions about actually interacting with the spirit. It just tells you how to get the spirit into the doll, and then how to stop the ritual. <laughs> like, right? Uh, did I did I read it wrong? <laughs> no,
2: that's that's it. That's it.
0: <laughs> it's it's a very strange one, but it's popular uh, because it's one of those ones that. Like like, you could do it. It doesn't require anything explicit, like it doesn't require that you uh like shoot fireballs out of your fingertips. You could just like go do this. Click the link on the blog post connected to this post. Uh let me know if you do it. Uh also I'm not advising you to do it. I'm not liable. Uh <laughs> trademark, lawyer, uh whatever words I have to say to make it real. Those uh, yeah, trademark and lawyer. You just say those words and you're good to go. Oh. Um, so, what do we think of this, I hesitate to call it, story? What do we think of this piece of writing?
1: Um, I enjoy that it is a recipe mm. for a haunted doll. <laughs> like, it's designed as if, like, I don't know, Paula Dean could have written this.
0: Well, there's no butter. Oh good point, good point. <laughs> yeah, you want to make your own Annabelle? Here's
1: the recipe. Also it's not racist. She's the racist one, right? Annabelle? No.
0: Paula Dean. Oh, It's like what? <laughs> Uh, Leah how about you
2: um, I think that it really has um, Those good like Urban legend tones Going on um, I loved having to do like creepy things When I was a kid and, like To think like now there's a ghost That's following me and I just can't see it um, So I probably Really really would have liked to have tried this ritual When I was younger especially because There's the whole like you just spit on the doll And the ghost is gone like <laughs> that's foolproof Right like be haunted for a little while, unless
0: your mouth is full of crackers. No, your mouth has to be full of salt water. That's what the instructions say. See, you didn't read the instructions, and now you're haunted forever, idiot. Uh,
2: yeah, the instructions. Listen, I
0: don't say- believe in following recipes. Yeah, you, you read it once,
1: and then you just kind of go for it.
0: You do free form jazz with your magic. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you're more of a witch than a wizard. We were having this discussion earlier about whether uh, witchcraft and wizardry were distinct fields of study in the wizarding world of Harry Potter. We Uh, know that they
1: are outside of the wizarding world of Harry Potter, Uh, but within the context of that fictional universe, they seem to be totally...
0: uh, Yeah, they use the terms interchangeably to just mean magic. But there are also warlocks... Sometimes, yeah. for some reason. It seems like the type of thing where, when she was writing it, she just didn't care that much because it was, like, the details of the universe, like the fictional universe, didn't really matter as much as sort of the emotional journey. Of discovering this whimsical world of moving staircases and your parents being murdered. <laughs> the real magic was the friends you made along the way. Yeah, you also love- that snake guy who killed your dad. <laughs> Uh, well, to be fair, the Snake Guy also killed his mom and many of his friends and family members. Yeah. I guess Cedric Diggory's not his friend. They were friendly. <laughs> they knew each other. They just worked together. <laughs> <laughs> Cedric did tell him to take a
1: bath that time. That was nice of him. <laughs>
0: they were mostly sports enemies, though.
1: <laughs> yeah, but the girl he had a crush on was also his sports enemy.
0: <sighs>
1: and the boy he had a crush on, Draco Malfoy, was also his sports enemy. Uh,
0: Harry Potter would be way better if <laughs> Harry had something Interesting about him, like he has to deal with repressing his sexuality in a traditional society like the one he lives in.
1: Yes, the traditional society Harry Potter lives in.
0: Yeah, the Wizarding world. That is they not wear a traditional. They society. wear robes and don't have light bulbs. They're basically Amish. Like it's an ext- like they basically live like medieval times. They distinguish between types of magic based on your gender. Women do witchcraft and men do wizardry. Like, it's yeah, an extremely I mean, repressive traditional society. Like, they're liberal on some things. Like, they're not. Like, it's okay to be black. Well, that's because they're English. Well, yeah, that's true. It's but weird. Like, Engli- they have England slaves is still- in Hogwarts. Yeah, that's true. Like, Hogwarts employs slaves. Yeah, that's true. Employs? That's mm, not. Owns? No. Yeah. Ugh. Do The house- the elves definitely don't get paid at any there point, is, right?
1: There is one that gets paid, and it's Dobby. Uh, he gets one galleon a week. I, I'm trying to oh, because he's free. Because he was a free Yeah, uh, Dumbledore offered him ten galleons, which is actually a lot of money. That's, is it? Yeah. Uh,
0: Can you please tell me the difference between galleons and newts and far
1: far uh, Sixteen nuts to a sickle, seven sickles to a galleon. I
0: think this the whole Harry Potter money system is basically like a ribbing of uh, pre decimalization British money. Because it actually was like that uh, in until, I feel like, the 40s or something, when they decided that, uh, no, a pound is, like, 100 pence to a pound, that's it, we don't have any other monies.
1: Yeah, but don't they just, don't pounds get their name from some stupid thing to, like, how much the Probably. king's foot weighs or something? <laughs>
0: Yeah, his, uh, his foot is one foot long and weighs one pound. All measurements are based on the king's feet. A marathon is how far the king can walk in 26 days. It turns out he walks a mile a day. Ah, a
1: Galleon is... Anywhere between the value of $100 and $500.
0: So, like... $500 a week is pretty good. Yeah, but he was offered 10
1: galleons a week, and he turned it down.
0: Which could have been as little as $500 a week, or as much as five times that. $2,500 a week. Yeah.
1: So, like, that's... That's pretty good. Either, like, okay, or...
0: Why did he turn it
1: down? Uh, because he... Dobby's interesting. He's, like, progressive in that he wants his freedom, but he also still doesn't think he's equal to other people, Mm. which is really sad.
0: I want to see something set in, like, the modern-day Harry Potter universe, because that whole book, it, it took place, like, the Each 90s. book took place like a couple years before it was published. Uh, well, no, sorry, the first book takes place a couple years before it's published, and then they all take place a year apart, despite the fact that they took many years to come out.
1: Wasn't the range only like ten years? Uh,
0: the first book came out in 1995, and the seventh book came out in 2007.
1: Wow.
0: Yeah. Hmm.
1: Uh, there like, is another house elf who is freed that works at Hogwarts, but I don't remember if she gets paid, and that's Winky.
0: God. Uh, it would. Be, yeah. It would be fun to see like 2016. Hogwarts, and the House Elves are, are like, all, uh, like, wearing, uh, pins and holding rallies and fighting for a 15 galleon minimum wage.
1: Um, the only—yeah, that would be interesting, because, speaking on House Elves again, Hermione is the—one of the only characters in the entire series who's like, wow, these humanoid—human-level intelligence creatures— Our property. That's really messed up. And everyone's like,
0: no, they like
1: it. And she's like,
0: that's not... That doesn't... Yeah, they're magical creatures that have been enchanted and bred to enjoy being enslaved. That's still slavery.
1: So that would be fun to see in a modern setting. I mean, that's one of the things that Hermione does uh, for her job for a while. She works... uh, House of Liberation.
0: Yeah. Yeah. What was her SPEW? What does that stand for? Uh, the Society for the Protection of Elvish Welfare. Or Elvish Workers? <sighs> I don't remember. So, it's, anyway, <laughs> Harry Potter is really weird. I love it. I love um, it a lot. But this is not about Harry Potter. <laughs> <laughs> this is the Cream Pasta podcast. Yes. <laughs> uh, and we talk about one man hide and seek. Um, so, this is, I mean, as you can probably tell, this one's hard to talk about because it's very insubstantial. Um, I do like the aspect, like Leah said, of it being. Um, sort of like an urban legend because we talk of like when people talk about what is called fake lore uh, which is basically made up folklore like not stuff that is actually folkloric like I know folklore is also made up but it isn't like intentionally created as fiction the way uh fake lore is uh and slenderman is a prime example of that where some people are like who knows where slenderman came from like no we know it <laughs> came from a message board post in 2009 by Eric Knudsen <laughs> like we know <laughs> like, exactly where it came from uh this but this one feels more organic like this one could be an actual urban legend
1: yeah it's fine i guess
0: yeah Uh, Leah, what's your thought on that since you brought up the urban legend thing?
2: Whether or not it could be a real urban legend?
0: Yeah, do you think that this was just written by one person, or do you think that this was sort of collected from uh, schoolyard stories?
2: I feel like it was probably, like, one kid who was trying to spook his friends, Mm. and then the friends tried to do it at a sleepover, and then they grew into adults and told their kids about it, and then their kids used the internet.
0: (laughs) Oh man, that, that was a real twist at the end. I thought you were going to be like it's a guy who was trying it's a kid who was trying to scare his friends so he wrote this and posted it online. Yeah, uh,
2: there were a few more steps in the middle there. Uh,
0: yeah, I um I'm not sure what to think. My instinct is to say that it was just one guy did it, but also uh, who knows? Maybe not. Uh, oh, I'm starting to... That blt we ate was starting to hit me.
1: Um, not to have a really horrible aside again. One galleon is equal to 17 sickles Jesus. or 493 nuts. So I was wrong before.
0: That's fine. I don't, like, just... Wizards, decimalize your money. Like, you can have a galleon note and it's just worth... We we don't have to
1: talk about this anymore. I just didn't want to be wrong on the internet.
0: Like, a sickle could be a a dollar bill, and a galleon could be a ten dollar bill, and then nuts would just be a dollar.
1: (laughs) Wait, shit. Now this exchange rate is saying that one galleon is worth... $4.97 in pounds or 614 in the US dollar God,
2: I'm out of this podcast none, now. Of this,
1: none of this makes any sense to me anymore <laughs> well, this, all, this very all... well thought out money system is, is just <laughs> baffling to me it's, it's all based
0: on guests' guesses, because they don't ever buy muggle goods that we can compare it to with wizard money. And if they did, we'd have to account for the fact that those wizards were hiking the prices up because they went to Tesco or whatever and bought a package of Oreos to sell at Ollivander's Magic Goods shop.
1: This one says that one galleon is
0: $25. It's all over the place.
1: Well, I don't know what to think anymore.
0: Yeah, it's, uh, it's mm, like, because we don't know how much a magic broom would cost in the real world, cause <laughs> we don't have that. <laughs> Everyone's going to be guessing differently based on how they uh, value the items. Although I guess you could probably guess uh, if anyone ever discusses paying rent, or discusses their wages... I would still just be a guest, though. Anyway, I think that's all we have to say about One Man Hide <laughs> and Seek uh, and Harry Potter money. Uh What's the scariest part of this for you? We'll start with Leah. The
2: scariest part?
0: Yeah, which, uh, either a line that's spooky or...
2: I don't like the idea of getting a doll and tearing it apart and refilling it with rice. That makes me think of, like, the beginning of Coraline. When you see them sewing oh, yeah. and junk, it's very spooky. Dolls are scary. Voodoo dolls are bad. Don't have them.
0: So you're An- not a fan of spooky dolls?
2: Anything that, like, resembles, like, uh, a, a m- human person, don't use it in your witch stuff. <laughs>
0: Yeah, because the sympathetic magic is stronger if the uh, object you're using is closer to the subject of your... Yeah,
2: so don't do it. I don't know, what if the doll looks like the specific ghost that you get and then the ghost is like, I live in this doll body now forever.
0: Yeah, then that link will be very strong. Yeah, come on guys. Especially if you use hair from the ghost. Yeah. (laughs) What are we talking about? (laughs) Chris, what's the scariest part for you? Um... I didn't think it was scary. Chris didn't think it was scary, if you didn't hear that. The scariest part for me is the italicized line at the end in the How to Finish It section. The doll, uh, it says, uh, get out of the hiding place and start looking for the doll. The doll is not necessarily in the bathroom. Uh, that's, it's, I like that because... Um you place the doll in the bathroom and like what if it wasn't there? Like what if you did this and you walked into the bathroom and looked where you placed the doll and it was gone? That would be the scariest thing in the world and you'd instantly die.
1: Yeah, but I forget where I put stuff all the time. <laughs> not and in the I middle of- that is scary, but not
0: not in a way that I think a doll's gonna murder me, but in a way that I feel like my brain is deteriorating. I don't think that you would forget where you placed a haunted doll in the middle of a ghost ritual. But then again. <laughs> Um that's alright. Uh well that's uh that's all we have to say about this. Just uh remember, don't go out of the house until you have done the finishing ritual. That was a dumb line to end on, oh well.